Dahlia, congratulations on your new show. I know how you get, so don't be too rough on them. Love you and good luck. Bye. Love you too, monkey. Welcome to the Raw Perspective with your host, the incomparable Uncle Lays, aka Lays Elliot, aka Lazy Lays from the world famous, kicking it with you in topics about health, politics, music, art, culture, and now for your host, the legendary Uncle Lays. Hey yo, what's up, y'all? That's what we do. We let you know what this thing is all about. We get information. Make sure you check out Rock's rant. One ten shout to MC Sticky, aka Rock Logic, my brother. Oh man. Shout him out, shout him out, shout him out. Shout out to the world famous MOP. Shout out to my brother Teflon uh this morning. Uh he shot a new video. Uh, happy belated birthday to my brother DJ Premier. Spoke to him on his birthday, man. He's feeling good. Double nickels. Pertamert, aka that's my name for him. Pertamert. So if you ever call him Pertamert, he's gonna say Lay told you to do that because that's he loves the nickname too. I'm just closing out all these damn windows on my computer. For some reason, I got massive windows that was eating. Now I'm gonna I got powerful computers, right? I put that thing down. Toby Hicks, good morning. Thank y'all for rocking up with me on preamble. I found that um, if I do a little preamble early, what will happen is uh, I'll get my sound right. And that'll stop any mistakes. So it's like a, if this was a live show, you know how they come out early and they mess around. The host will come out just to say what's up to people. So, you know, working on my skills here. Mm. It's your boy, Uncle Ace, the Raw Perspective. This is the morning emails. Go-Go Tuesday. I was rocking some Go-Go. Oh, I love Go-Go music. I don't know if y'all... Y'all may not have been in D.C. during the Go-Go heyday when Go-Go was popping. Go-Go was definitely um, a great, um, you know, a great period, you know, in, in, during that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My mic sound nice. Check one. <laughs> Down to salt and pepper. There seems to be a controversy now with the, the, the Spinderellas. Now the, the original Spinderella is coming back. For those that don't know, Saul and Pepper had two Spinderellas. One was the original Spinderella, which was, uh, I forgot her name, Sandy D was her name, Sandy. What, what was the original Spinderella's name? Uh, the original Spinderella. But then also Dee Dee Roper. Dee Dee Roper was from Brooklyn. Um, from from uh from the pink houses and she became the second spinderella she's actually a really good dj like she's really good like you know she was always dope back then and then um yeah wh- which one the um uh the the new spinderella or the old spinderella got the grammy because the big hits was was with the new spinderella yes the new spinderella got the grammy that's right well you know it's the only Spinderella that the contemporary people know. But, um, you know, we know Dee Dee. We know her whole family. We have a lot of, uh, you know, shout out to Dee Dee Roper and her and her family. And she deserved it. She's a great DJ. Um, she should have got it. You know, she should have got it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know Toby. Shout out to Toby Hicks. Good morning. Marcus Matt Dillard. Dennis McKeezy. Yeah, she she got it. Yeah, she got the Grammy. And um and she deserved it uh, to get that Grammy. Uh, she she's actually putting a lot of work, and she should not be. 
because you know they had a little fallout even with the new Spinderella with Salt and Pepper. They had a little fallout recently where she wasn't forming and traveling with them. And uh, I just think that you know what, you know what, it's okay. Salt and Pepper was a group, kind of like Herbie Lovebug was the guy that really ran that group. So, you know, the thing about it is, people talk about why the. the and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something controversial before I get to my shout outs. People talk about why the artist is always the, the person that doesn't get the lion's share of the money when it comes to um, um, the music video. I have a concept. I have, I have a thought why. Well, because the, lion, the artist is the one who's famous. And so the artist can actually make money if he's famous and he works hard. He can do other things to make money. And also a lot of times... Um, I find this myself. I have to temper myself and not get mad at Sony because realize that they invested a lot of money in us uh, years ago through various deals, like through through Relativity, through Loud, and um, you know they you know they like look man, I, I don't care. I, you know, based on it's a bad contract. We know it's a bad contract, but at the end of the day, y'all can still work. Now, what they doing now with these three sixty deals? They're taking all of the income away from the artists, so now you can't go out and make money. At least in the old days, you know, they just had the records, but you can go out and make money other ways. You can go, you know, touring and merchandising and license. You know, you can you can make a lot of different money in other ways you can make money. Well, you can go out there because the artist was famous. But I think because after the uh, after the Dame Dash era. And, and Puffy and all them guys, where well, they were making millions of dollars. Millions of dollars off of um, those other streams of income. Then they were like, yo, fuck it. You know, we got to get some of that money. But I think th- those 360 deals are bad deals. I don't, I don't know why would anybody want to sign a deal where it's saying that not only I'm going to give you my music, but I'm going to give you everything else that I do. Meaning that if, you, if my music makes me famous, then that means you're going get, to get everything else. Kind of like the um, the book publishing deals that they put out now, where guys would get a dollar, get a dollar. You you write a book and you get a dollar from the book. You know, shout out to OSG, shout out to OSG Book Publishing, uh, uh, Easy Breezy. You know, he's like, nah, man, we're not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? We, nah, nah, nah. We gonna get we gonna get the we gonna get our own money from the, from it, and then they just try to. You know their their thought process this is a business decision. We cannot have emotions about business decisions, and I understand what the like a random house or somebody like that would do that because they would want to get all the money from a situation like that because they feel as if um, they have a wide distribution. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like playing my pa- pa- no because in music is different because they spend a lot of marketing dollars to make you famous and they own they invest in the streams of income in music where in music um like in other words, in music is different. Like like in other words, like say a company like Sony or a company like uh, uh Universal, they you know, this the way to get out there, they control that. That's like mafioso. It's like it's like playing Monopoly if the mafia owns the Monopoly board. <laughs> Uncle Lazer, well respected. Different game. So they own the Monopoly board. Like, you know, and, and when the guy becomes famous uh from the music business, 
um, then he can do other things with his fame. Um, and then that's how, you know, uh, there was a conversation about Gilly the Kid and Jay-Z, and, and Gilly was talking about how Jay-Z blackballed him. And uh, I got to tell you something. When you become successful, like a guy like Jay-Z had so much power in the music business. Like, it could be like, you ever seen The Wrath of Khan by Star Trek? It would be like The Wrath of Sean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If if you didn't. And it was, and it's just that simple. You you either play by those rules, and I'm not saying. Let me just. I'm just using Jay Z as a funny example, but I'm never gonna say any 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 brother, any any one of us ever did that purposely. Um, I'm never gonna assume that. So let me let me not uh, put put them out there, but it could be like that, or the wrath of Diddy, or the wrath of Fifty, you know, whatever the case may be, because they learned from those major, major labels that would, that would do that. Good morning, April. Good morning, April. Good to see you. Good morning. Welcome to the Raw Perspective. Let me do my shout outs now. Priscilla Etchie. Good morning. Raven Askew. That's my sis. Janessa Scott. That's my niece. Dawn Smith. Hey, Dawn. How you doing? Dawn's been coming through, checking the show out. Dawn is down in uh, Florida. Great, great golf ambassador. If you ever go to Florida, you want to get down with some great golf and get in some good groups. And you want to, if you're a golfer, especially a black golfer, Hang out with Dawn. Uh, you, 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 Panio Rays, um, Salif, DJ Strike, Warfield, uh, De, uh, Delichelle Eason. That's the mother of uh, Latrice Williams. Um, you know, my first protest. The book is great. Andrea Garcia Molina. She's hanging around. Mr. Spice, Millie Connor, JC Highest, Paul Mills, Gary Starks, Junior Terrence Hardy. Uh, Martin Jason, Soprano. What up, Soprano? Uh, Soprano Fly, Alejandro Abuanza, Thomas Jensen, Skies Digger, my man. That's a real DJ Skies right there. For the great Big Daddy Kane, uh, taking over for the great Mr. C. To be a DJ for Kane, the way he integrated his show is, so you got to be dope. So Skies is dope. We're going to talk about DJ for a second. Uh, Lisa Birch, Mitchell, Akbar Cook. Luciano Santos and GV Tyrone Paul Tomasi and Izzy Francois. All right, that's enough. Good morning. It's Uncle Lace from Raw Perspective. Shout out to my OSG family. Good morning, good morning, good morning, all. Um, uh, before I get to the bad news today, I'm trying to, like, I'm easing in because I don't like to talk bad news right out the box. I want to just move into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I want to just say a couple of great things. Number one, as you see, I'm rocking my red OSG hat. Now, please respect that. All right. OSG, we do have different colors. And this is a new year of OSG coming up. So I think it's important. We can rock different color OSG has. We were all blue heavy last year. And we're going to be all blue, but that's the main colors, blue and white. Scholastic blue and white. Royal Yankee blue and white. But, you know, we could rock the red hats once in a blue moon. Um, Also, um. Yeah, yeah. Skaz is a great DJ. DJ Scratch is a great DJ. Um, DJ Premier, DJ uh, Kid Capri. D- you know, you just go to Red Alert. Go down the line. Go down the line and just amaze Clark Kent, amazing DJs. D Nice. You know, he, now he's become one of the most famous DJs out there. Yeah, like one of the most famous DJs. And um, and the thing is, uh, what I, I say that to say, you know, I, you know, I I I do it as a hobby or I do it with MOP, like I DJ because I'm 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 a great performance DJ. Like when it comes to performing in front of 
20, 30,000 people. My performance game is probably one of the best, you know, because I don't run into the patterns that DJs do. Like Scratch has his his routines. Like Scratch is like a scientist. He has these routines where he's going back for his Jason mask. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop the right record at the right time, and we're going to boom, we're going to rock, and then we're going to be amped, and I'm going to be putting my performance into the set. But, you know, that's not what I do. I'm, you couldn't You couldn't book me as a DJ. I got so many calls, my boy said, Lays, do not get into this field because you're going to take our money. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a record executive. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, you know, that's what I do. Like, like I can put together music and uh, that's my talent. If you have an album, you have an artist, I'm at, you know, I'm at that glee and I can look at talent, like look at me like you would look at. You know, I, you know, I wouldn't go as hard as saying Barry Gordy, but I would say a street version of, of record executive that that can look at the hood and say, "No, nah, that kid got talent." You know, and then I could put the, then I could put together the process of his record. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can come through and sit down and like, okay, oh, yeah, I like that, and then visualize. I have a vision. You know, I can visualize. I think you should do that. Like, like in the beginning, we had, uh, like Dennis had a vision for OSG, so it was easy to to follow the vision because I could see it. And I would always tell D, I would like, no, let me tell you where it's going to go in about a year. And then another year, it's going to be great. You know, we always see it beforehand. You know, I think it's because I'm legally blind. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I say that because sometimes in my, in my, in my quest to, to, to buy the bus and sweep the bus sometimes, you know, I'm like the guy that runs the store. Sometimes if you don't know me, you'll be like, that's what you would, you would put me in that little box and be like, that's what he does. So I get smacked by my crew. Sometimes they'd be like, nigga, don't you let nobody put you in no box. <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I forgot. And we know who you are. <laughs> and all my DJ boys would call me Lays. Lays, you're killing them out here. You're going to take all our money. Stop. <laughs> you couldn't book me as a DJ. You, I would never do it. I would only, but you, I would come to your house if you got a set and I'll rock a party for two hours by myself for free. <laughs> so shout out to all, shout out to all my DJs. I know I am lucky enough to know the greatest DJs in the world. The greatest ones in, on earth. I, I am lucky enough to, to know the greatest ones on earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to not, to, to, to be able to say I'm not a DJ, but I can is is a is a blessing because I know I'm putting myself up against some of the greatest in the in the world that ever did it. Like one of the guys that worked for me is DJ Jazzy J. He works with me on some of my other projects. And uh he literally started Def Jam. You didn't know that. Fun fact. That Jazzy J, Russell Simmons, and Rick Rubin started Def Jam. That's the guy that actually works for me, helps me build my studios. <laughs> in case you didn't know that. I'm just putting that out there so you, you guys understand. Like sometimes I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get marginalized. I do it because I love to do it. I don't want to. I don't want to get the dancing monkey thing. Dance. People look at that. Anyway, uh, good morning, Doctor Riley. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I would book now if you get Lindsey Graham to do the DJ, and I, he would play a lot of Dixieland mix with. Uh, Hip hop, man, we're doing mashup. We're doing Dixie mashup, Dixie hop. We call that Dixie hop. That's what we call it. 
Download. Anyway. All right, everybody's in the room. Let's get let's get to some some news though. So in Boulder, Colorado, last night, uh, people online waiting to get the vaccine yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lay's got a lot of talents. It's not just a DJ thing. I don't, I don't want to march. Sometimes people smack me. So don't, don't marginalize yourself. I got, I got, I got a, I got a cursed out call. You said, nigga, you are an expert <laughs> by a very, very famous dude too. <laughs> You are an expert. You do. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Nobody meant anything. Nobody. Nobody's marginalizing ladies. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, having fun, okay? Yesterday in Boulder, Colorado. Um, yesterday in Boulder, Colorado, uh, ten people got killed. As a guy goes into a King's grocery store, while people are online, <laughs> yeah, 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 you like the hat, uh, Dr. Riley. Uh, people are online, and they and the guy goes in and he takes a, a AR-15 and single shot, and and he just single shot knocks down ten people. Um, again, um, we don't know. Nobody really knows why he did it, and and why he did it doesn't really matter. Why he did it doesn't matter. It's 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 a thing, man. Where we where we've gotten so we've lost all of our common sense. <laughs> yeah, we lost our common sense, man. The, the, the guy goes in there and kills ten people last week. That you know that you know that there are six mass shootings in America already in twenty twenty one. We just got here. Hello, twenty twenty one. Duck. We just got here. We just got in 2021. There's six mass shootings in the United States of America. What are we doing, people? What's going on? All right. Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? All right. You, you know, uh, we got to have some kind of, like, uh, Obama had put this thing in where if you was crazy, you couldn't get, like, you know, or if you had mental issues, which we all, after COVID, we're all having mental issues. We're all having issues. I find myself, find it bothering, creeping me out. Me having issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, I find it, you know, I, I need time for myself to do space things. I walk my dog. There's things I got to do just to balance my own self out. Because we all are, we all are slipping a little bit because of this. And don't think you're not. You got to just pay attention to all of the things that affect you, you can pat, you can push through it, but you got to pay attention to it. So I've been, I've been paying attention to mental health and all that stuff. And, you know, and this has been a great release for me. Uh, it's been great. I can hear and talk. It's almost therapy for me. I can sit here and talk to you guys and, and you guys get up in the morning. We can kick it. Uh, by the way, today I'm going to go a little, uh, a little later. Uh, I'm going to go to seven almost because um, my, um, they, they closed the school. Yeah, yeah. They they closed the school. Yeah, they closed the kids' school. <laughs> I wanted to play golf this morning, but we're not gonna play golf. They had closed the kids' school and um they got three corona cases at the school. So 
Um, just we know what the deal is. Grand opening, grand closing. They it's not going to be easy to get a grip on this. But anyway, so people online to get the virus to get the, the vaccine. I'm not sure exactly what the motivation was for this man to kill those ten people plus a police officer in uh, Boulder, Colorado. But I do believe that um, I do believe that um, that um, it had something to do with the the, the vaccine. I do believe that and. It may come out as they investigate because, you know, they're going to investigate the hell out of it and beat us down with this on, on the news. Anyway, so please, I, my prayers go out. My prayers go out to the families of those people that got killed in, in Boulder and also those people that got killed in uh, in Atlanta and in, in Georgia. You know, the, 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 the massage uh, parlors that got shot up already, already. Then uh, Indianapolis, the stimulus killer, this guy kills the whole family, you know, half acre, half acre. Yeah. yeah. Six already in 2021. There you go. Anyway, let's 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 I just want to put that out there. I got a funny feeling that we will be talking about that. So I just wanted to get that out there early and, and see what's happening. So let me now let me switch it to some potential good news. All right. I got some potential good news. I want to get off that. Just in a raw perspective. Shout out to my OSG family. Shout out to my MOP family. Let me break the news real quick. Got some breaking news. Chicago suburb becomes the first city to give black people reparations. Ha ha! Reparations! Yeah! Let's see what that's about. Breaking news. All right. We, we, we might get we might be going somewhere. We, we talk about reparations. Let's get off that gloom and zoom. Let's talk about some money. Let's get that. Let's get that money going. OK, let's see what's happening. They might be able to pay their bill in Chicago. Uh, the, the Chicago suburb of Evanston is considering paying black residents reparations. The Evanston reparations Proposal contains an initial round of $400,000 payments and $10 million over the next decade. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will not be here next week. I will be moving to Evanston, Illinois. <laughs> I will be moving to, <laughs> to, to, to a small suburb outside of Chicago. Can you believe that? Huh? Huh? If it works out, they, you know, and we're going to follow that story too. A reparation story. We're going to follow that story. We're going to follow that story, people. Reparations to repair. First city to give black residents reparations. Ooh. 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 Let's see what happens. You know, let's see. Let's see perspective. Shout out to my OSG family. Shout out to my MOP family. What's up, Lindsay? Reparations. I don't believe it. I'm on. And if I did believe it, I will make sure that if they do give the blacks reparations, then I will be part black personally. <laughs> really? Yes, I like chicken. I like biscuits. I like tea. I like lemonade. Anything down south. I will eat collard greens. I just will not eat the pig belly. Uh, intestines. All right, let's see. All right, well, Lindsey Graham 
says if he if he if they give him reparations and he said he's gonna be part black too. Well, why not? You know what I'm saying? Why 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 wouldn't you be part black? But um Lindsay, you got in trouble recently. And and this is something that uh you can't hide, uh Lindsay. You can't you can't hide this one. They said that Lindsey Graham was at a convention where he was taking pictures with the white supremacist, Jeert Wilders. He's a Dutch white supremacist. He got his big ass head. Looks crazy. <laughs> you know the Dutch is fucked up people. Like Dutch, <laughs> the Dutch can be fucked up. I'm just letting you know right now, uh, as progressive as they are, the white supremacist version of the Dutch people are real fucked up. All right. They look and they look like they look like aliens too. <laughs> so this boy, uh Lindsay, that's that's no truth to it. I was just at a, a thing. It might have been a white supremacist thing. I was at convention. Just like y'all have y'all conventions, revolutionary educator. <laughs> but that was an education convention, though. That wasn't really just about black people. That was that was about revol- you know revolutionary education. That's I'm in raw. I didn't say any white people there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, you got to talk to Amara about that. We do have white people in OSC. We have we have uh, the Scottish uh, crew. Shout out to my people, uh, Toya Carter. We have um, you know my boys out Mark out in Utah. We got we got some white people in OSG too. So don't don't leave it to. I had never seen one, and I had not been invited to an OSG. It's an open room, so you can come. Anyway, Lindsey Graham be bugging. <laughs> Lindsey be bugging. <laughs> Crazy-ass Lindsey Graham, y'all. So anyway, um, uh, uh, anyway, uh, So, so, so uh, the reparations might work, but Lindsey was caught out there messing with the white supremacists. If you don't know that Lindsey Graham is a human piece of waste at this point, a racist white supremacist, there's nothing you can do to to help this man try to be anything but just a joke on this Monday on on this morning show. Lindsey Graham is now just he is just you know, regulated to be a joke on this morning show because you can't take nothing he said. You know that the white supremacy is the basis of everything he says. All right? That's the, ba- it's the basis of everything. I'm sorry to seem distracted, guys. It's the basis of everything he says. It's the basis of everything he said. He's fucking he's a racist. Howdy! Lindsay, you are a racist. So let's celebrate who you are. Let your freak flag fly, Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay. Lindsay on Wednesday. Oh, uh, I like to take this time to say that I'm a racist every day. Look away, look away, look away, Lindsay Land. I am not just a DJ, guys. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just a DJ. 
I'm sorry for making you guys assume. <laughs> I'm sorry for making you guys. <laughs> My fault. Ah, oh, uh, welcome, ladies, from the Royal Perspective. Shout out to my OSG family, Lindsay Land. Look away, look away, look away, Lindsay Land. <laughs> oh my god, shout <laughs> to Easy Breezy, my main man. That's my dude right there. I forget sometimes. I. A boy smacked me up one time. He didn't smack me, but he's, I was down in the drills, you know, during the 50 cent time, you know, when we didn't, you know, whatever, MOP was in another headspace. And the deal was sort of like, you know, we ended we ended our deal cool, you know, with 50 cent. We moved on. We were living in the mansion. It was, it was such a nice time. I actually am very fond of 50 cent. People don't know. I know him personally as, a, you know, I consider him a friend. And, uh, uh, and and we had actually uh all right we you know you know what man we're gonna beat little leave man we got love for you man you know you found you remember billy's cousin is one of the people that started the action so they all know it so they were damn near related you know ah <laughs> uh, and i was down in the i was down in the drill you know i was a little depressed because i had just i did some amazing things that i did you know relatively loud Stony Rockefeller. God, I done made so many deals happen in in a, in a period of like six years, right? And then um, I was like, man, you know, I started playing golf. Oh man, I'm I'm tired of this shit, man. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I'm tired of this music shit. It's getting on my goddamn nerves. It's too hard, you know, because I, you know, my man shook me. Wake up, nigga. You lazy lazy. What's wrong with you? What's your name? I said, oh no. But nobody could did that but you. You you dummy. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Like Dr. Riley said, you have to accept who you are. Dr. Riley is a very gifted individual. Accepting who she is is important. Sometimes we don't accept who we are as people. We, we spend too much time um, in awe of others as opposed to respecting and accepting who we are. God's gift to you. I tell you, one thing was great, though. The other day, who saw that thing on on the train where the guy gets on the train <laughs> and uh, he's reading the Bible on the train? He's in he's in construction. You see, he's reading the Bible. I'm, I was going to say this for Sunday. I, I still might do it on Sunday. And the guy's reading, and yes, and the father says, and then the, and all of a sudden, this lady, this this Karen, this is the Karen of all Karen. This is Mega Karen. Mega Karen, she's black on she on black shorts, black shirt, about 260. Big, you know, black glasses on her face. And she's in his face because she's mad that he's preaching the Bible on the train. You know, he's out there in the morning just reading the Bible. Some people do it. <laughs> and he's going, and he's after a while, he started and he's re- speaking his word, and he goes, There is power. Power of the word and power in the blood. All of a sudden, the whole train started singing. <laughs> Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> oh, man. That was the, literally the best thing I saw all week. The best thing I saw all week. <laughs> you got to love it, man. You got you to gotta love it, man. 
the power of community is what it is. That's why I knew OSG was going to be great because it was the power of community. Uh, also, back in the Asian racial news, uh, the New York police are investigating recent attacks on Asian Americans as potential hate crimes and follow. Listen, I don't, I don't understand what the deal is. Why you call it hate? It's all hate. Crimes are hate. When you rob somebody, there's a level of hate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's all hate crimes. It's, it's all should be a hate crime. What difference does it make? It's a hate crime. The guy would have then shot up some Korean people. When the police kill black people, it's a hate crime. It's hate. There's animus. There's, there's something behind that. You know what I'm saying? Let's not let's stop playing games, okay? Shabon Glaze and Rolf Spectre. Come on, man. Let's get it. You know, what, what why are we so stomped on labels as a as a, as a society? It's all about the label. Oh, there's a black guy. Does it make a difference that you killed a black guy or you killed a white guy or you killed an Asian person? What difference does it make? You just killed the person. All right. And that and I, I think and I don't care what you say. I think that all they're all in cahoots. CNN and MSNBC and uh, Fox. They all get together in a room and go, you know, what? Uh, uh, you say that you say that and then you say that. OK, and then we'll get everybody arguing. <laughs> Fuck it. I think I'm stupid. I, I see what's going on. And by the way, Chris Wallace did work for uh, NBC and then he moved over to Fox in uh, the late, early 2000s, by the way. Um, uh, Toby, that was Toby yesterday when he saw, because that's, I'm thinking Chris Wallace from NBC because I don't watch Chris Wallace on Fox. I do not watch, I can't stomach Fox News. I can't stomach, I try to watch it for like a second and then I'm just, you know what, this is just too stupid. To watch that, they actually, uh, you know, the Trump lady who who did uh, remember remember during the election during that little window where Trump was saying it was rigged election, and he had this lawyer, this lady who was out there going, "It's rigged." Well, they took her in court, and they were going to sue her for defamation, and she was going, "No, it was just bullshitting." She's literally her lawyers literally said, "Oh, she was just, you know, <laughs> she didn't believe that shit." <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go, people. <laughs> what a world we live in. Shout out to DJ Scratch, by the way. It's my man. DJ Premier, DJ Clark Kent, DJ Coco Chanel, DJ Mr. C, DJ Kid Capri. Like, it's crazy. DJ Jazzy J, DJ Red Alert. Shout out to all my DJs. Um, DJ Paradise. Dice is nice. Uh, Officer Officer Eric Talley was the guy that got killed in Colorado. I mean, listen, on another on another note, as much as we talk about the police, they got to go in there and deal with that shit, no matter what. I mean, even in the hood, we call the police, right? They got to go in there and deal with that. So, you know, you know, take it easy on the police. Police. Okay, now let's get to the coronavirus. Obviously, this is what we're dealing with here. Uh, still out there. People are still dying from this. Don't slip. Do not slip. Do not pay attention. Don't slip. Look, don't slip. White boy. Hold on a second. White boy uh, gang signs. Come on, man. Don't slip. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't slip. <laughs> don't slip. Okay. Um, the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, 
vaccine. Uh, they're saying that the company was given false data. It's going to be hard, y'all, taking these vaccines when all the data is coming out wacky and they're just pushing the shit on us just to get the numbers up. They've already calculated that some of the people are going to have to going to die. Some people are going to get killed. Some people are going to get sick. I think after you take that second Moderna uh, vaccine, people get really sick and high fever. So, you know, one of the ways that you can um, work on uh, dealing with the vi- dealing with the vaccine is, is the coronavirus is take care of yourself. Make sure you're healthy because you're going to get a reaction uh, with the vaccines, uh, with the uh, Pfizer and the Moderna. I don't know about that Johnson and Johnson, but, you know, you know, I don't know if that really worked, but you're going to get a you're going to get a, a reaction. I, I'm sorry. I got to do this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, get out that barn with those sheep. Come on out that barn with those sheep. I was, I, I'm sorry, Daddy. I was, I was working on something with the sheep. We were just talking. It was my friend Bubba and Alice. Bubba and Alice is sheep. Yes, Daddy, I like Bubba and Alice, and I thank you. Look away! Look away! Look, a- Look away, Daddy! <laughs> oh, man. If racism wasn't so deadly, if people wouldn't be getting killed because of racism, racism would be hilarious. If people... If it wasn't such a nasty, deadly thing, it would be the funniest thing in the world. It's just funny. I'm going like, like white people, uh, white people, white people would be hilarious if they weren't so deadly. <laughs> you know, like white guys, you know, white guys, you know, white guys seem to lose the ability to hear as they get older. <laughs> so you hear them talking, you can all the way across the street. Yeah, I told my wife, I told her, I said, listen, you got to go over there and get the thing over the thing. The thing for the thing over there, just make sure you pick it up. Oh, yeah, hey. But, so it sounds like they're yelling at you, but they just can't hear you. <laughs> so, of course, you know me, my, my stupid ass. I get out there and go right back at him. Hey, bud, what's going on with you, though? How you doing? How's the family doing? <laughs> I got the dog barking. White people are hilarious, all right? They're just... You, I mean, if they wasn't so, you know, rapey and murdery, you know, I mean, wasn't for the pillaging and resource killing, environment destroying, gun, overly too many guns having, oh, yeah, wasn't for those small details. <laughs> Pretty wacky. <laughs> Pretty funny. All right. Lindsey Graham. Uh, uh, how many of you guys follow Israel? They have another vote in Israel. Uh, this they trying to get rid of this bet and Yahoo. You know, they've been trying to get rid of this old bet and Yahoo for a long time. I do not think they're gonna get rid of bet and Yahoo. I, I really don't. I think that he gonna he gonna scam his way all the way through, and um, because they keep having elections, it's like the fifth elections in two years. They can't get rid of him. And he was all all in for Trump, but I think he might have a little problem this year. But still, doesn't matter. 
On another note uh, in the news, I want to talk to you guys about, you know, listen, we're doing news today. We're doing news today. Um, uh, there's a the $3 trillion job to interest, infrastructure proposal by President Biden. So now, listen, guys, what we didn't tackle during the Trump administration was infrastructure. Like, in other words, the United States has fallen so far behind in, um, in the world. Think about the United States. Falling, this is the richest country in the world, but we're falling so far. The roads are terrible. How many times you got to put your car in the shop because of the potholes? You know, there's there is such a thing called wheel insurance. Like I have that on my car. Like, like I have a wheel insurance. If my car hits a pothole, I, I insured the wheels on the car. I did not insure them against uh, deaf women drivers. I should have done that too. But I think that was covered. Shout out to all my deaf people out there. Why are you driving? That's I'm, I'm, I'm still don't understand. Why are you driving? Why are you driving? <laughs> I put my car in the shop yesterday. I was dealing with that all day yesterday. Cars in the shop. Got my, you know, got the loaner. Jumping around with the loaner. Actually, I like my loaner. It's a, it's a BMW X5. It's, it's uh. They gave me a loan. It's a him. You know, insurance paid for it. Paying insurance. Insurance paid for it. So I was moving around with a little, I got a little mini truck that I can move around with. So it's all good. X-Series BMW. But the infrastructure bill is going to do something for the neighborhoods and it's going to clean up the streets. And we need federal money, man. Oh, this is, a, oh, man. Before I move on, let me just stop for a second. Because this person right here, I wanted to talk about. Wait a minute, let me see if I can, if I can get her to come on and, and to talk this this subject. Up. I'm gonna put my thing in. All right, April Leong, my sister, who I like. I it's, it's funny because I just I met her this year, but it seems like I've known her her whole life, and I always was wondering. Like she came on the scene with a bang with the OSG team. And um, and she's been supporting the raw perspective and the morning emails loyally. Thank you so much, April, for supporting me. And you know I'm gonna support you. Talk with grit is her first show tomorrow at 7 p.m. on YouTube at the official OSG. Talk with grit. Talk with grit. It's gonna be an amazing sort of thing and she's gonna have akbar cook on there i'm in Ra on there Woo, hobby what's good good to see you kurt hobby my man my man kurt hobby in the building salute to him another good brother but april leon is gonna be here tomorrow and she's gonna be on wednesday at 7 p.m yeah make sure y'all support it go on the osg at 7 p.m tomorrow and she's going to be out there rocking. You get to see her. A- April is a ball of flame. She, she knows how to get down. And she, and, she, and she really is pro us. Like she is, uh, when I say like a real superhero, because they gave her a task that nobody else could take. She's out there in Liberation, out there in CI, doing her thing, making sure the people okay, making sure the kids okay. This is the people that, like Billy says, like Billy Dan says, we speak for people that have no voice. That's what, you know, when, anytime you ask us about MOP, we always have that 
conversation when we do an interview and Bill's like, no, nah, we speaking for people that have no voice. We don't have no voice. So why are you so loud? Because we speak for people that have no voice. So we have to be loud. April speaks for people that have no voice. So salute to April. You make sure tomorrow at seven o'clock. I'm a, listen, I'm going I'm to start DMing you. Hey, hey, make sure you go see April. Oh, look who's coming in. Good morning, sis. <laughs> Good morning, sis. How you doing, April? I'm a, listen, I'm going I'm to start DMing you. Hey. <laughs> that doesn't. Hey, 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 April, how you like my Lindsey Graham music this Good morning? morning sis. It had me crying. Good morning, sis. How you doing, April? Good morning. I'm able. While we get let April mess with her thing, let me let me get this going real quick. <laughs> Watch this. First of all, and, hey Lindsay, are you gonna watch April tomorrow at seven p.m.? I, I like April Leon. I don't care what you say about anything because I think in her face, I think she has whack in her family somewhere, and I think. No, but April's all us, you know what I'm saying? April's all sisters. She ain't messing around with you, you know what I'm saying? Stop playing with April. April get, at, April get right at you. I don't know what you're saying about that, but I think she can pass. <laughs> until I open my mouth. And yeah, until you open your mouth. <laughs> disrespect. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's disrespectful. You know, Lindsay, smack. Lindsay Graham gets a smack. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, sister. How are you? How are you? How are you doing, April? Uh, you know, I love you so much. I appreciate you. And I and I love the fact that you support me and listen to my nonsense. <laughs> Nothing but love, ladies. You are amazing. Keep Thank telling you, you this. You are Thank amazing. You, so, so tell me about grit. What's that mean? Grit um, generate results inspire transformation nice 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 i'm excited i'm excited Look, too it's you a got akbar cook right up got ak mm. Ra, Ra. for the first episode um but definitely a hot topic one that it can certainly divide the room, but the whole point of it is not to further divide, but to bring us closer together. Well, you know I, what I believe about div divisive conversation. Uh, divisive conversation is like going there and getting out an infection and then flushing out. You know, anytime you have a wound, you want to flush out the wound. Listen, if we agree on everything, then we, then, then what are we, then are we, are we, you know, we robots? What are we? Tomatons, what, what are we doing here? We have to disagree. Matter of fact, the other day, you and I had a slight, we didn't disagree, but we had different perspectives on the subject. We were doing the Africa thing. Like, you like, nah, you know, I was like, get the girl. And you was like, nah, the boy did all the work. Right. And, so I, and I, was, I was listening to you and I was like, she was right in her perspective. Where I was coming from as a person who's been in Mauritania, who's been in Africa, who's been all over the place, I was coming from a perspective of the optics of having a qualified woman doing the work in a country where qualified women don't get any black at all, even if they're qualified. It's slated. Oh, 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 Islam is rough <laughs> when it comes to women. Yeah. And I definitely got that. Um, I definitely got that and I received it. And I part of me agreed with you. But right. the other piece of me was like, 
the optic of even teaching her at an early time that because we're in the conversation of moving you up, that you you will be able to work less because indeed she has to work harder. Yeah. Right. So I didn't want to send her the, the wrong message and I didn't want to send the young man the wrong message either. Um, that we sent a great message though. We just gave everybody money. So yeah, 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 yeah. Just gave everybody money. So yeah, I gotta um hit um Toya up and see if she wants me to sell her sell her the the, the money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, get, I gave her more money. You um, gave more than everybody else, though. On top of that, then you gave more than everybody else. Again, April Leon, not only did she give everybody money, she gave everybody more money than us. And then at the end of the day, you are a superhero. You outdo. See, the difference is April in your world. You outdo men uh, all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's just a natural thing. Like, you're like, no, you are the toughest. Like, if you put a room full of men, tough-ass Brownsville, tough-ass Queens, Jamaica, hardcore in a room, April is still going to outdo most of the men in the room because she's internally powerful. That's the difference. And I also came up, I also came up a tomboy. I also came up surrounded by, by boys and men. Um, right. You know, that's always been my most comfortable circle coming up. Um, right. And and just because of the way I came up, I had to fight. You know, I, I was I had to fight to survive, literally and figuratively. Um, so being tough wasn't an option. You know, of course, losing is an option, but it wasn't my option. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I can tell. I listen. I could imagine you back in the days with your little sneakers on. Your little <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ready yeah, to knuckle quiet. up. I was real quiet. I, 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 I wasn't, you know, rah rah at all. But if you came for me, then then you got me. But I know I'm, the type. I saw it all the time. I know. I know the type. I, 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 you know, where I'm from. You know, where I'm from. I saw I saw the type. I, I grew up living that, you know, in the, in my era, we, you know, uh before everybody started killing each other over crack, we was we we saw a lot of tomboys out there with us out there and we saw the gangsters and, and the tom the little tomboys usually hang out with the gangsters in the, in the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, right. I get it. You know, so you know, so for me, even at this point in my life, you know, I, I can sit at the table with with the highest paid exec and I could also sit at the table with the table with the grimiest gangster because it's all part of who I am. It's all part of my, you know, I get you, you know what, you know, I I get you because I had this, one of my guys, one, you know, he was a real, like I would call him a super hard rock in my neighborhood. I loved him to death. And he would say, Lays, you one of the coolest dudes at all, but I watch you in a, in a board meeting and you don't get them white boys no room. You get at them. I said, yeah, because he said, I said, because I love you. You, I grew up playing punch ball with you. I grew up playing stickball. I used to draw an S on the wall. We play stickball. You just went in your different direction. But when it came to fighting for you or for our way of life, I am unapologetic about fighting for our way of life. That's why I understand you so well. Like you're like, listen, I get y'all. Y'all ain't had no choice in this matter. But you know what? When it comes to fighting for you, I'm going to fight tooth and nail, and I will not give you no nobody no slack. Even though you, I know I'm going to turn after I fight this fight and turn and say, why are you being such an asshole? Right? I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that. But when it comes to fighting in a fight for you, I'm going to go hard. 
I, I, April, I, I, you know, this is why I guess you resonate so much with me because I totally understand where you're coming from. Tell me more about grit, man. So, uh, so is this going to so, be, yeah. you know, this, the first series, you know, as my son, to use my son's words, um, I, I'm diving right into the deep end. It's going to be um, a hot topic. So, you yes. know, talking about the whole thing of being in a woman and outdoing men or whatever, actually my topic um, has to do with that and sort of is our current um, women empowerment movement or feminism um, creating a cancel culture for men of color. Well, that's a heavy, co- oh, oh, that's a heavy conversation. Yes. It's heavy, but, you know, much, much needed. And this is something that's been speaking to my spirit and my soul for a very long time, um, especially recently. Um, and again, the whole point of this top of the series is to bring out the hard conversation, but move to a point of solution based, right? Generate results and inspire transformation because we must be able to get stronger moving forward as, as a collective unit. Um, and there's some danger in the way our current structure is, um, maneuvering us, I to- I totally agree with you on this one. Uh, it is I agree with whatever side you fall on on this topic. I do agree that it's one that has to be had. We have to flush out this wound of cancel culture because what's happening is is it uh, is is it are we able to be men anymore? Are we able to make our mistakes? And are our mistakes as men so catastrophic that we can't come back? And then then what's the end game? Yep. What's, what's the end game at that point? Yep. Where do we go from here? Do we get do we just get rid of all men? Is that what we're doing? Right. You know. Wow. And, and unless you you know you love Wonder Woman that much, and you think the world of you know Amazons and Wonder Woman exist, this is not you know this is very poisonous to 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 how we move forward. Um, it, it's it's actually it actually has the power to weaken us further as a people than ever before. Oh. Oh, what a great topic. And, and, and you know, um, that's crazy because especially now what we're dealing with now, because just like I was telling the story earlier about the lady on the, where she was challenging that man, but she didn't have to try to emasculate the man. The bottom line, especially in our community, uh, we've been emasculated by the hundreds of years of, of different types of oppression. Yep. And we, it's a delicate space that women have to go through. Uh, uh, Mariciana, Dr. D. Govia, nice to see you. Th- welcome to the Raw Perspective. And she's saying good morning to you, April. Good morning, Dr. Maury. Yeah, Maury. Dr. Maury is here. So, um, yeah, Dr. Maury, I hope you find some time to um, to see my show tomorrow. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Maury was on the lines then with uh, my, my our sister, Simone A. Nicholas, uh, Again, happy belated birthday, Queen. And um, yeah, so it, it it's definitely dope that, that you're here this morning. But this is such a great topic because we find that when women find out that that you kind of need us too, you know, we know we need you, but sometimes women have this thing where they don't need a I don't need no man. Well, I you know, I think you do. Wait, I think but, I, but yeah. Right. We're trained. But that comes from Willie Lynchism. And like, I don't want to give away my whole show. Right, 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 right. You know, that that is definitely that Willie Lynch, 
doing. And, and whether, you know, we can debate all day what, you know, did that speech ever really happen or not? The fact is that that, that was a true system that was in place. Right. And the idea, the idea of the Willie Lynch idea, whether or not the speech happened or the letter happened or right. whatever the case may be, whether it was fabricated, but the point is the, the mindset was there. That was the conceptual mindset. Even if it was the unspoken concept, it was debated in a world where, where, where African-Americans and women had no voice, African slaves and women had no voice. Absolutely. So if we, you know, we, we've been preconditioned to, to not depend on our, or on the men to be there to save us. Um, and if we, you know, to think that, well, in, despite the fact that he's weakened and he can be torn apart by horses at any given moment or whipped to death as a woman, let me make sure that I train my, my children to survive. And, Part of that also is is empowering a young woman to know that you can't depend on that safety because it's not going to be there. Well, even more, even as grotesque is where he has to step out of the cabin while master or overseer comes and has his way with me. Right. And then I'm having babies that are master's babies and he still has to be the right. father of the family that he's been emasculated. We find that today where black men are being emasculated on a daily basis and we still have to sort of deal right. with that. What a powerful, and, oh, and, and, and in the same breath, also using him to just procreate, pulling right. from, 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 you know, from woman to woman so that he can bear children for a monetary reason. Um, so epigenetics is real and we can't, we can't decide and choose, you know, what part of epigenetics is real for us. Um, young girls before they even engage in a meaningful relationship has already, you know, been taught in your mind. You don't need a man to raise your kids. You don't need a man. And our young men, you know, you, you can love, you can love so hard on your son, but if that's been a repeated message, you are unconsciously preparing him not to be needed. And while that sits in his mind from the words of his own mother, then now he's he's going into a world where he's meeting young women who've been trained the same way. So what hope does he really have to engage in a meaningful relationship or understand how to take on the role of a man, of a of a protector, someone who should be needed in his household? Operating from fear has crippled the dynamic between black men and women. Dr. Maury says that. Dr. Maury says operating from fear has crippled the dynamic between men and black men and women. The thing, the problem here, uh, uh, Dr. Maury and, uh, and, 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 um, uh, April, the problem here is we don't, we seem to have to evolve to get to the point where we understand this. What about our young people who are where we can actually affect change in their lives by sort of, creating an understanding between the dynamic between men and women. Yep. How do we change that? That's important to me because that's where it, 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 it matters up here from a coaching perspective. When you say it and I say it and Dr. Maury says it and Dennis McKeezy says it, we're in coach mode. How do we get well, the players I, I, on the field? Part, part, part of my series is having the voice of young people who are experiencing this right now and they want to speak up. They want to speak on it. Right. Uh, you know, so that's definitely part of my series. And, you know, we're going to end this series very, you know, solution 
oriented. So the whole point again in bringing bringing out this divisive conversation is to move to a point of discussing solutions. Um, where do we, where do we go? I mean, you know, um, I was thinking about it, uh, and I always I'm a I have I'm a, I'm a back backline conspiracy theorist. I was like, yeah, why wouldn't they want to um, to to depower African American men? That that would kill a species that they were trying to get rid of. It's a problem they've been trying to get rid of. Even Abraham Lincoln wanted to send it to Central America. <laughs> He's like, Absolutely. The black problem, you know what I'm saying? The black, how do we fix the black problem? Not realizing that by doing what you consider to fix the black problem, you actually kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? Black people are the pulse of America. You understand that? that we don't need to understand that. We are the pulse of America. And we're a small enough population that if you, if you actually took care of us, like I told a story earlier today about reparations in this town in Chicago, uh, in Illinois, near Chicago. If you did that for African-American people, they can actually pull themselves out and then they would be a power structure in this country that would actually serve to the better good. Because we always, at the end of the day, African-American people are always seeming to look to their better angels. Mm. I always find, even you can find the toughest dude in liberation that you got to save. And this guy, he out there bugging. He's part of the gang. He's out there. He he got arrested four times. But when you sit him down in the room and you uncork that shell you find a good person in there yep and that's why i love my babies yeah i know i know you do i know you do that that that's what's so interesting about what you do and and i i i, I weep for you uh sometimes april because i just don't know how like when i went and got mop out of the brownsville uh i knew i was i knew i could save two these two guys i said let me save these two guys I didn't look at it from I'm going to save my neighborhood because, you know, at that time in the in the, in the late 80s and the early 90s, that was prime time. You yeah. know, you know, you know what it is. That was prime time. That was, you know, the hill was real. I mean, I was the one who coined the phrase the hill is real. I was the one who did the record. The hill is real. I put it down. I put a big sign on the building. The hill is real. Right. I I went out there with the campaign. The hill is real. Because to me, coming down that hill from Saratoga, from Atlantic Avenue, down the Eastern Parkway, all the way down to 10 Amboy, down to Pickett Avenue. That was real walking down that hill. So when I was like, yo, I, I knew that I couldn't save my whole neighborhood. But every week, boom, this guy got killed. This guy got killed. And it was by it was normally by somebody who knew him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you know, you know the drill. Yep. So, so um I went in there, I was like, I can save two. I'm a matter of fact, it wasn't two at the time, it was just one. It was just fame because Billy was away in college, you know what I'm saying? And our college, you know. So he was in college. So I went and got him and say, I'm gonna save him. And that's all I can say. I'm going to grab that one out and see what I could do with the one. You deal with this every day. And if, and I know you're not saving everybody. I don't know the strength that you have to have to be able to process dealing with the ones you lose has to be. Oh, my, I don't want to make I don't want to bring you to any places. But for me, I weep for you. I weep for you, April. How do, how do you do it, sis? Just knowing that there's good in everybody, um, and again, being solution oriented, you can't you you can't cure the per the problem if you can't cure the person. Mm. 
you know, um, I remember being on a panel uh, uh, on domestic abuse and I was the last one to speak on, on the panel. And my conversation, my conversation shifted the entire room because I th- there was too many of us on the panel. First of all, I think there was like 10 or nine or something like that. But right. every single person was speaking about only, you know, what's the solution for the victim and, and, you know, how to, how do we keep them safe? How do we move the families? How do we get them help? So on and so forth. Right. And it was just mind boggling to me that no one was speaking about how do we help the abuser? Because removing the victim doesn't stop the abuse. There's just going to be another person who will eventually be abused by that person, right? Who most often has been a victim, him or herself, Mm. of abuse. So they live out the cycle until they get the help that they need. So if we're never talking about healing the abuser, then helping the abuse is never going to be enough. We, we do talk accountability for the abuser, but we never talk how to heal the abuser. Correct. Jeez. You know, April, I, you know, it's, it's so weird, you know, talking to you in the morning because I am my most comfortable in the morning. I, obviously, you know that you've been following the show. I'm, I just have a good time in the morning. But j- just really the power in your conversation um, is so, I mean, it's a charger. And, and I don't know if you all out there are, are, are absorbing this way. I'm, I'm absorbing it. I just wanted to let you guys know that April Leon is the truth. And if you got time on Wednesday at seven o'clock, please go to YouTube. Uh, this is going to fill you up. And, and it will also give you solutions because sometimes we talk about being full, but you can be full on anything, right? You can, you can eat garbage and be full, but at the end of the day, you're going to get full on sustenance. And also it'll give you a pathway to solutions. Like that's something that nobody talks about the abused. Yeah. Let's work with the abused, but we, nobody ever says, what can we do to help work the abuser through these problems? Because obviously if he's abusing or she's abusing someone, she's got something that's triggering that too. That's coming from someplace. It, 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 you know, you just don't come out of zero and now I'm an abuser. There's a reason why people are bullies. Correct. Wow. Dr. Maury said, that's dope, April. You are brilliant, sis. The youth will lift, up, lift us. They are moving us forward. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Maury is so dope. Well, you. April, thank you so much, sis, for coming this morning. I got to hit the road. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, you know, we get caught up, but, you know, it's yeah. great. Well, Thank I you love so you. much. I love, love you. you too. for bringing me on. Um, and I'll talk to you later. See you at five. Thank you. Have a great day, April. Talk to you soon. ISIS. Wow. Uh, hey, listen. Listen, 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 listen. I, I just want you guys to understand something. April Leon is an amazing uh, a person. And, uh, and what she's doing for the community is amazing. Um, you know, I love, I love the way we end, we end our shows. Today and I went a little long today, but I I just wanted to because I felt like there was something we had to get to, and um, let me just give her 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 her, her applause, April. Thank you, April. Thank you, Doctor Maury, for coming through. This is the morning yawning. This is the raw perspective. Every morning 
Monday through Thursday, six o'clock in the morning. And um, normally Monday and Tuesday is six to six thirty. Wednesday, Thursday, uh, six to seven. And then Friday at six p.m. And um, y'all know what this is. We are having a great, great time. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy it. Uh, don't uh, and listen. You know the solutions. We can make solutions, but we got to take everything in context. And the, re- and the way we can get through things is by talking about it. People don't like to talk about it. People always want to sweep things under the rug, man. You got to talk about solutions. And it doesn't mean you have to agree. It's that individual perspective that makes you unique. Go, go Tuesdays. Ha, the real perspective. Thank you guys for coming through today. Man, April Leon always shuts my show down. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Reggae Wednesday. Y'all know what it is. This is your boy Uncle Lazy, the Raw Perspective. Shout out to my OSU family. Shout out to my MOP First family. Oh, man, prayers go out to Boulder, Colorado, man, the city of Boulder. Oh, man. God, 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 please pray for these people and please. We got to do something about all these unnecessary guns and, and, and the, the, the wealth the health and well-being of people out there using these weapons. Alright? Y'all have a blessed day. Everybody stay safe. Kurt Hobby, thanks for coming. Enjoy y'all day. Please, salute. Little go-go there. Love my go-go.